Welcome to Confidence Rockstar Podcast, a place where you will find inspiration, motivation, and let's say, kick in the bottom to take action and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Alex Grzybek, and I'll help you quiet that little voice inside your head saying, you can't do this. So you have the courage to go for what you've always wanted on your terms. Every week, I'll bring you some confidence golden nuggets, present an awesome interview in order to empower you to step up your game. It's time to choose happy and shine. It's time to become a confidence rockstar. Let's dive deep. Hi everyone, it's Alex here and welcome to the newest episode of Confidence Rockstar podcast. And before we dive in, I just want to invite you to grab my free confidence course. This is five-day email course, completely free for you, where you will find out how to become a confidence rockstar. In this course, you will get five daily lessons together with action steps that you can implement straight away and that will make a massive difference in your life. So you can go to my website uh, alexgrzybek.com or find this freebie in the show notes to this episode. And I also would like to invite you to join my free Facebook group Confidence Rockstar, so it's easy to remember, because over there I'm sharing all the golden nuggets um, with regards to confidence, and I'm running morning coffee with Alex every Friday, and I would like to see you in the group. Coming up in this episode... We are living in a society when we see wonderful pictures of mothers and babies smiling and happy. Babies are clean, houses are clean, everything is great with roses and rainbows. But actually, motherhood doesn't always look this way. Welcome to our next episode. This is our ninth episode already. And today I will be talking about how to find time for yourself as a busy mother. In last week's episode, I was interviewing amazing Linda Atram. And we've been talking about inspiring mothers in business And Linda, as a mother of three and successful businesswoman, author and public speaker, she was sharing her journey on how to combine successful business with the family life and how she made it happen. So that interview was very honest and powerful and I loved it so much that I decided to cover this subject even deeper because it also reminded me about my journey and it also reminded me of so many conversations I had with mothers all over the world that we all need to help each other, support each other, and inspire each other. So that's why I'm here with you today with this topic. How to find time for yourself in your busy life as a mother. 
So let me just start from the beginning. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure whether it's woman's nature or mother's nature. I think it's like more woman's nature. But we often tend to look after everyone around us before thinking about ourselves. And, you know, especially moms, when we have kids, we are doing everything for, around and with our children completely neglecting our needs. There is no time for healthy food choices. There is no energy left for exercises. There is no way to pamper ourselves. And there is no way to have time for ourselves in a way that we had before we had children. So for our hobbies and for our interests. And, you know, sometimes we are so busy as mothers that we don't even have the time to think about it. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you can relate, but I'm sure that if you are a mother, you probably can. And I understand, you know, when you become mother, especially for the first time, life is very unpredictable. Everything is changing very, very fast. The days don't go by exactly as you want them to. And this is absolutely normal. And oftentimes motherhood doesn't look as great as you expected. And I know it myself. I know how busy, tiring and overwhelming motherhood can be, especially, as I said, when this is your first baby. This is really a giant roller coaster because like, you know, one moment you feel you are on top of the world, but next moment you would like to cry your eyes out, feeling completely powerless. And uh, you would like to look after yourself. You would like to take care of your needs and what is important for you, but you just don't know how to make it happen. So let me ask you, you know, some questions. Tell me, how long have you been putting yourself last, looking after everybody around you but yourself? How long have you wanted to do something for yourself, but it was just not enough hours in a day? How many times have you said, I will start tomorrow, only to find out that tomorrow never comes? And, you know, I'm sure that you may be shocked with these answers because you may be thinking that you look after yourself, you spend time with uh, yourself, you do things that matter to you. But maybe actually when you answered no to all of these questions and I don't remember or never or long time ago, then you may feel, oh my God, something is not right here. So, you know, maybe neglecting your wants and what is important for you became so normal and you think that maybe this is the way it should be. And let me put it this way. It's not normal and it shouldn't be this way. Have you ever heard the sentence, you can't pour from an empty cup? Because if you don't start making yourself a priority, if you don't start looking after yourself, sooner or later, you won't be able to look after the ones around you, your loved ones, your family, your partner, the people that matter to you. You are the most important person on this planet and you need to put yourself first and treat yourself as your priority. Have you ever wondered why all airlines in the world ask you to put your oxygen mask on first before you put one on your child? 
I remember when I heard it for the very first time, I was shocked. I was like, well, come on, how can I do it for myself first, not for my child? And actually, I understand it right now. There is a reason for it. You need to look after yourself first, period. Because if you don't, you will not be able to help the ones around. So like this aircraft safety instruction makes so much sense. And of course, we would like to look after ourselves first and um, do things that are important for us and that um, gives us pleasure. But uh, we struggle so much to apply this in our day-to-day life. So why is that? Uh, well, I think actually I need to come back here to the time before we were mothers. Oftentimes, when people start dating, I mean women and men, women tend to sacrifice all her needs for the relationship. So, for example, she had some hobbies. She was going, I don't know, dancing, reading books, playing some instruments, doing lots of things before she met her partner. But when she starts being with a partner, she's like, okay, this can wait. I don't need to do this today. I can do it next week or maybe be never. I don't need to really meet my friends that often. I prefer to spend time with my boyfriend and I will do everything in order to be with him. And that's, you know, maybe okay, but listen to the other side. So men, when they start dating a woman, they, of course, are happy in the relationship. They miss their girlfriend and they would like to spend a lot of time with her as well. However, they don't change the whole lifestyle around it. So if they were playing football every Thursday evening and the woman would like to meet on Thursday evening, they will say, uh, you know what, I have a training, I cannot meet you on Thursday evening, I will meet you on Friday instead. Is that okay? They don't see anything wrong with it and actually there is nothing wrong with it. They have their passions, they have their needs, they have their hobbies, they have their things that are important for them. So basically they just stick to them. And for women, it's like, oh my God, he doesn't love me. He doesn't want to be with me. He prefers football over me and making all sorts of stories, which simply are not true. This is us, women, who decide to sacrifice our needs, our hobbies, our relationships with our friends, our girlfriends, when we get into the relationship. And men don't have this problem. They don't do that. So we start sacrificing our needs and our kind of expectations from life, our hobbies, our interests, when we get into the relationship with a man. And when we become mothers, it even gets to the next level. Because not only we sacrifice our needs for the relationship, we sacrifice our needs for the family. And we think that this is great. I'm not sure why it is this way, whether this is the programming from early childhood, whether this is looking at our mothers, grandmothers and great-grandmothers, whether this is just the woman's nature. I'm not really sure about that. I think it's a bit of everything. But we just need to ask a question whether this is serving us or not. Because if we are happy with it, if it's serving us and it, you know, makes our life 
easier, better, we feel happy, satisfied, and fulfilled, fine. Let's just continue this way. Let's just keep going and, you know, be happy. However, if we constantly sacrifice our needs and our interests, hobbies, things that matter to us and our well-being, our health, in order to please everybody around us and look after everybody around us, hmm, then maybe this is not really good because we may feel exhausted, we may feel constantly tired and overwhelmed with everything, we may not be very, very happy and we may feel that our life is not really our life anymore. So what can we do about it and, you know, how to change it? Oftentimes, uh, when I speak to mothers, and this is also my personal story, I remember when I became mother, I've been waiting for my child for um, quite a long time. I couldn't get pregnant straight away. I got pregnant after 18 months of trying, and then it was nine months of pregnancy. So basically, when I had my baby boy, I was over the moon, very happy, and, you know, I loved it. At that time, I was living with my husband in London, so I didn't have my parents um, and my family around. So um, when my baby was born, my parents came to me for a couple of weeks, and then my mother-in-law came for a week. And then after like three weeks, they were all gone. And my husband at that time, he didn't have his own business. He was working in a full-time job. So, you know, he was leaving home at about seven o'clock in the morning and coming back about seven o'clock in the evening. That was um, with commuting in London. So basically, every single day I was on my own. And that was my life at a time. So I was constantly breastfeeding, nappy changing, breastfeeding, nappy changing, washing up because something exploded in the nappy and breastfeeding, nappy changing, sometimes, you know, going for a walk depending on the weather and ironing in the meantime. And that was my life. You know, although I was very happy, after a few weeks, I had a feeling like, oh my God, is this going to be my life now? Is this my new normal? I was a very active person before. I had many hobbies, many interests. I was doing lots of things for myself before. And over here, I, I just couldn't. And on top of that, my little one didn't really sleep during the night. So I was constantly awake. I was tired. I was easily irritated. And that was quite crazy for me. At the same time, I was afraid to say it out loud. I didn't even want to say it to my husband because I thought that something is wrong with me. I thought that I'm a bad mother and a bad woman and bad person because I feel this way. I should be happy being a mother and I was. However, it, there were days when I felt bored, when I felt lonely, when I felt that I lost my identity as a woman and as a human being. And we've been talking about it with Linda last week during the podcast interview about, you know, inspiring mothers in business, that many women feel this way, but they are afraid to say it out loud. They feel that it's something wrong with them, that it's only them who have this kind of feelings and they feel lonely and very, like, feel a lot of remorse because I had remorse of feeling this way. But later, when I started saying it out loud, when I started talking to other mothers, it turned out that it was not only me. 
So if you are listening to this podcast now and you are a mother of a little baby and you feel this way, I just want to tell you that this is not only you. Everybody has the same feelings. We are living in a society when we see wonderful pictures of mothers and babies smiling and happy. Babies are clean, houses are clean, everything is great with roses and rainbows. But actually, motherhood doesn't always look this way especially when you are on your own, especially when you don't sleep through the night, especially when you may be still suffering from pain after giving labor, or maybe you have like sore nipples and everything hurts. So I get that. And I'm telling you, you are not alone and ask for support. Ask people to help you and tell someone who you can trust about how you feel. Because many women go get through depression at that stage, but they don't talk about it and they don't ask for support, and it gets even worse, okay? So I wanted to tell you that I had the feeling that I lost my identity as a woman, and I knew that I had to do something about it, because otherwise I would go crazy. So my story was that actually, when I was still pregnant, I signed up for the London Marathon, for the ballot, and I got a place in the London Marathon. I've never done the marathon before. And when I got my ballot place, I was shocked because people are trying to get it for years and they don't. And I got it first time round. And uh, at that time when I got it, my baby was, I don't know, two or three weeks old. And I was thinking, oh my God, how am I going to train? The marathon is in a few months time with the small baby alongside me. But, you know, I decided I'm going to do this. I was active before. I was running before. I was fitness instructor before. And I knew that these exercises will help me. So when my son was like three months, I started the training. And not only I was training for this marathon, my family, so my husband, my sister and my brother-in-law and our friends, we signed up for the race called Tough Mother. So this is obstacle race. And that race was a week after the marathon. So not only I was training for the marathon, I was training for a Tough Mother. And I started when my boy was three months old. And that was crazy because they were two completely different trainings and I needed to go to the gym. I needed to do my runs. That was winter time because I started training from January. That was London. So you can imagine the weather, winds, rains and, you know, crazy cold sometimes. But I did it. And I needed to create a schedule with my family. So with my husband, uh, my brother-in-law was living with us at the time, but they were working like different shifts. So every Sunday we sat down and we created a schedule when I could train. Because I had a running buggy, but at that time I couldn't run with Kuba in the buggy because they were saying that the baby should be at least like six months old to uh, train with him in the buggy. So I needed to train either late evening when I was going to the gym at nine o'clock after putting my little one to bed. And we created the routine that was working for us. And I can tell you, training alongside breastfeeding and enduring sleepless night was really probably the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. However, that was also my little escape, the time for myself when I could be on my own, when I could do something for myself, something that mattered to me and something that helped me survive this roller coaster of motherhood. 
And I believe that after every training, it doesn't matter how hard it was. It doesn't, it didn't matter how exhausted I was and I didn't want to go there. After every single training, I felt like a better mother, better woman and a better person and a better wife. That's why when I crossed finally this finish line of London Marathon, I was crying and with the staff mother, I was so freaking proud of myself. And that inspired so many people around that I decided to start my first business, Active Happy Mama, to inspire other women to look after themselves. And uh, over here, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that you need to run a marathon. I'm not saying that you need to complete Tough Mother. I'm not saying that you need to start your business. It is personal preferences. It is, you know, whatever you feel. But what I want to say is that if you feel that you lost your identity as a woman, if you feel that you don't have the time to do the things that matter to you, that are important for you, then it's time time to change it. And there are many ways to do this. And let me actually tell you how to do this. So first of all, you are a wonder woman. You are a superwoman because first of all, you gave birth to at least like one child. If you are a mother or if you are, you have more children, even, you know, bigger congratulations and respect. So you are a superhuman being. But in a daily uh, life, you don't have to prove to everybody that you are a superhuman being and you can do everything on your own. You have people around you. You have your partner, probably your husband, boyfriend, or you have your parents around, you have your siblings, you have neighbors, you have some friends around you. So ask for help. Ask somebody to stay with your little one for like an hour and then go for a walk, read a book, take a nap. I don't know, meet with your friends, go to the cinema, do something that makes your heart sink ask for support. Like we women tend to think that, you know, it's a badge of honor that we can do everything on our own. Well, it's not because it's tiring, it's exhausting, and we have enough of this. So asking for support is not a weakness, it's actually strength that you know that you're important, that you know that your needs need to be met, and that you want to look after yourself. So the first thing, ask for support. People will be happy to help you. If you don't ask them, they don't know you need help. You need to ask. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. But if you do ask, people may help you. So the first thing that I would recommend here is to ask for support and people will help you. The second thing is that I would really schedule in your calendar the same as you schedule the meeting with your gynecologist, with your dentist or other important meetings you've got in your life. I will schedule in the calendar at least like once a week some time for yourself. You can choose whatever you want to do at that time, but do something for yourself. Whether it's having a bath, whether it's going to the beautician for a massage, going again, meet with your friends, or just sit down in a little cafe and read a book, or just close your eyes and be in a quiet place and just breathe. So schedule a time for yourself minimum once a week to do something for yourself. 
The third thing, you need to look at your schedule because maybe some things that you do at home, you may do a little bit differently. Maybe you can wake up like half an hour earlier before the kids wake up, before all the storm start and uh, before you start preparation for school or for kindergarten and have this time, have this half an hour, one hour for yourself to think, to meditate, to do some affirmations for your yourself or do some yoga, do some exercises, something for yourself. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do, I plug my headphones in, I turn on meditation. It's like 10 or 15 minutes and that really helps me start the day. Okay, I could sleep maybe a little longer, but I prefer to wake up earlier before my little one wakes up in order to prepare myself for the day doing meditations, then doing affirmations. There are all sorts of affirmations online that you can listen to, but you can also record affirmations in your own voice and listen to them. I am wonderful. I am great mother. I am successful businesswoman. I have a lot of money. I am calm and patient. I am loving and I am grounded. Whatever you want to say, whatever resonates with you, listening to affirmations really help you because our mind doesn't understand the difference between what is true and what is false. Whatever you are saying to yourself on a daily basis, regularly, it takes for granted. So if you are saying something that empowers you, it will be definitely better than you listen to all the negative self-talk that you are saying to yourself. So the third thing, start your day earlier and do things for yourself. Meditate, do some affirmations. You can do visualizations of your goals. You can train yoga or doing other exercises, whatever makes your heart sing, whatever is important for you. So that was the third thing. The fourth thing what you can do in order to pamper yourself as a mother, regularly go to hairdresser, beautician, have your nails done, have your facial done. I know you may say this is the last thing on your list. I know you may say, well, I don't have the time for it. I know that you can say I don't have the money for it. I don't want to spend money on myself. I prefer to buy something for my children. Well, I get that. However, trust me, when you start pampering yourself as a woman, when you have your nails done, your hair done, your eyebrows done, your massage done, you are a completely different person. Our number one priority in life is to feel good. And we feel good when we pamper ourselves. Why not use some time for yourself to do something that makes you feel better? When you feel good, when you feel better, when you feel pretty, when you feel pampered, you emit completely different energy, you vibrate with different frequencies, and you attract more of the things that will make you feel good into your life. So trust me, just go and book it and do it for yourself regularly. So that was number four. And number five that I want to share with you here is to be good to yourself in terms of your self-talk. 
when women have the tendency, generally like people have the tendency, but women, I guess, more, that we are our own worst critic. We keep saying to ourselves nasty and very negative stuff that we would never say to anybody else, to our partner, to our parents, to our friends, to our siblings, to our children. We say it only to ourselves. And why? Why do we keep nagging ourselves down so much? So I want to challenge you and I want you to start when you listen to this inner critic inside your head saying, you can't do that. You are rubbishing it. Who do you think you are to start this project? So when you hear any of those thoughts, just say, thank you for sharing and move on. And don't pay any attention to these thoughts. Don't listen to it. Don't believe in it, most importantly. Just say thank you for sharing and keep doing what you've been doing before. And start putting all the positive thoughts, I mean like affirmations, into your brain in order to feel differently. So when your inner critic is saying, I can't do this, you can say, I can do this, I can do this, I've done it before, and I achieved my goals, I accomplished it, so I can do this. Absolutely, I can do this. I'm, I have all the power to do it, and I absolutely will do it. So start putting all the positive thoughts, powerful thoughts in your head and quiet that inner critic inside your head. Okay, so I've shared with you five ways in order to find the time for yourself to look after yourself and pamper yourself as a woman in your crazy, busy motherhood. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your comments and your feedback about this episode. This episode is so close to my heart. I can tell you when I started looking after myself, my life has changed completely and I love my child to beats and um, looking after myself is absolutely not selfish. It is my responsibility in order to be better mother and better person for my little one. I was interviewing another amazing lady for my show yesterday and she said something important. My relationship with my husband last I don't know how many years. Uh, with uh, my children, it is also, you know, I had them when I was 30. But my relationship with myself is with me from the very beginning until the very end. So I'm the most important person for myself and I need to treat myself this way. So this is what I want to leave you with. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, share it with your friends. And uh, also, in order not to miss any episodes, please subscribe to my channel or iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or other platform. And if you would like to leave me a review so other people can enjoy the show as well, that will be highly appreciated. Thank you very much for today. Next week, I'm bringing you a guest again to the show. So I look forward to be speaking to you next week. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. To get started on your confidence journey, I invite you to grab free five-day email course, Confidence Rockstar. 
You will get five daily lessons sent directly to your mailbox, so you will have access to them anytime you like. You can grab this gift on the website alexgrzybek.com forward slash five days. All of the links to this episode you will find in the show notes below. And one more thing. I want to invite you to my personal website, alexgrzybek.com, where you'll find other podcast episodes and more of the free resources to help you on your confidence journey. Bye for now, and I'll see you in the next episode.